Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been all over the board in every direction. And when it comes to the 2023 NFL draft, there are so many ways that they can go with 17, 32, so on and so forth. But we're here. The NFL draft is upon us. And I got to say, when you lay everything out, there's a pattern. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we're talking about the 2023 NFL Draft. It is finally here. We have waited a long, long time for football to return. And while the NFL Combine is a good teaser, the Senior Bowl is a lot of fun, and Pro Day visits are fun to track. The NFL draft is the start of something special. It is the start of football. We are a week away, maybe two weeks, depending on when the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule their rookie minicamp from players returning to action. We are back at UPMC Rooney Sports Complex to watch football practice. And from there, I talked to Cam Hayward two days ago, and he said, it feels like we're almost at training camp and we're pretty much there already. And he's right. So let's talk about the 2023 NFL draft and what it means for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and everything that we know right now, because it has been a long and windy journey. We'll start from the beginning. The beginning was a cornerback. It was Joey Porter Jr. It was the obvious answer. Everybody talked about it. There was a relationship there. He seemingly was only covered by Steelers media at the NFL Combine. He met with the team at the Combine. He had Terrell Austin and Grady Brown at his pro day. They brought him in for a pre-draft visit. And when they sat him down, they said, I don't want to talk about your dad. And I don't want to talk about family. I want to talk about who you are from there. There were other names. Christian Gonzalez was on the board. Devin Witherspoon was hopeful to fall to 17 after a hamstring injury kind of held him back during the draft process. You talked, maybe Deontay Banks snuck his way in there. Emmanuel Forbes, became an option for the Steelers quite early because he was a sleeper in the first round. And at 17, well, the Steelers needed a ball hawk, and there is no ball hawk better than Emmanuel Forbes in this NFL draft. There were plenty of other names that worked their way into it by the end of it. The cornerback position currently, as we sit here, sits Joey Porter Jr., possibility. Deontay Banks, possibility. Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon appear to be top 10 picks, and they don't seem to be anywhere near the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Emmanuel Forbes, even if he has drifted away, he is still an option for the Steelers. 
Keely Ringo, a guy who has been reportedly loved by the Steelers throughout this draft process, has been very quiet these past couple of weeks, but there was a long time when he was the talk of the town and seemed like the perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the guy that they were locked in on. Even if it wasn't 17, it was going to happen at 32. Since then, noise has faded, but it's still certainly there. A late runner was Tyreek Stevenson, who made his way in and somehow worked his way up possibly to the 17th pick. Ike Taylor gave a little smirk, gave everything away, and people lost their minds. But corner wasn't the only position that the Steelers were looking at. There was offensive tackle, and people tried to toss every single one of them out there. Paris Johnson Jr., Dewan Jones, Peter Skaronsky, Broderick Jones. You went Darnell Wright at one point. And even before this, you have to remember that the Steelers, their initial interest was not offensive tackle. To us, to the fans, to the media, to the analysts, it was offensive tackle because it made a lot of sense. But the Steelers were putting time and effort into the interior offensive linemen, and they were going deep to find a guy like Osiris Torrance. That's faded, much like everything else has faded. And it changed back over to offensive tackle, where Paris Johnson was a name that the Steelers could possibly trade up into the top 10 to get. Now is being looked at as possibly the third overall pick too high for the Steelers to move. Broderick Jones, a good backup plan? Maybe. But the Steelers, again, might have to move up to go get him. And that's a question of whether or not they're willing to do so. Peter Skaronsky doesn't seem to be viewed by the Steelers as an offensive tackle and therefore is likely off their board. And then there's the big question mark of, well, does Darnell Wright make it to 17? And if he is at 17, is he the pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers? They met with him at the NFL Combine at the Senior Bowl, held him in for a pre-draft visit. A lot of looking at a guy like Darnell Wright, a lot of looking at a guy like Paris Johnson, a lot of looking at a guy like Broderick Jones, but then there's Dewan Jones, the guy that at a time, at one time in this draft class, was the pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if it was the media. I don't know if it was the fan base. I don't know if it was all speculation, but at one point we looked at Broderick, or not Broderick Jones, excuse me, Dewan Jones, and said, this guy is certainly going to end up in Pittsburgh. Then the reports came out that the Steelers were upset with him, that they that he did not measure or weigh in or do any drills at his pro day, and they kind of felt like they went out there for nothing. They still took him out to dinner. Everything felt good, but then a pre-draft visit was canceled. Another giant question mark. And you got to wonder where they sit with him today, if he's an option, because the last we heard about Dewan Jones is that he was sliding down draft boards, so you got to think, where is he going to go? And are the Steelers, well, are they still interested in a guy that played right tackle in college and doesn't have any left tackle experience and maybe might not be a left tackle in the NFL compared to guys like Paris Johnson or Darnell Wright or Broderick Jones, the guys that they're looking at in the first round. From there, there were so many other positions. Jordan Addison told them to come get him, but since then, he has done nothing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's a huge question of, okay, do the Steelers really just not care about Jordan Addison and if they get a wide receiver in the first round or have they seen enough of Jordan Addison have they done all their homework on Jordan Addison because the guy that he had his best college season with plays quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers and has pounded the table in every podcast and radio appearance that he has done throughout this draft process to say I would love 
to play football with Jordan Addison again, and whoever gets him is going to get a winner. Sure sounds like an endorsement and a player that the Pittsburgh Steelers would at least have on their radar, but it's been silent. Not even some noise, not even radio noise, complete silence when it comes to Jordan Addison. But who has been more silent is Zay Flowers, who the Steelers have put literally no effort into scouting during this entire process. And I get it. He plays football with Mike Tomlin's son, Dino, and there's that instant connection there. But Mel Kuyper Jr. of ESPN has this guy going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at 17 for the last two drafts. There's got to be something there, right? I get it. Mel Kuyper Jr., not always correct. And when it comes to teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, most people in the national media are wrong more times than they're right. But there has to be something there, right? There's no way that Zay Flowers gets mocked to the Steelers twice. And twice, it's just because Mel Kuyper was just throwing it out there and hoping something would stick. The Steelers have also told Josh Downs of North Carolina that that he had the most flawless workout that they have seen in a long time. They've spent time scouting guys like Marvin Mims and Jonathan Mingo. And then Omar Khan went out and said, well, we want our type of slot receiver, which everyone assumed meant a big-bodied Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster type receiver. Well, guess what? They went out and got it. His name's Allen Robinson, and they traded a seventh-round pick for him, and they got a seventh-round pick in return on top of only a third of this guy's guaranteed contract. Steal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But at 29 years old and having an $18 million cap hit a year from now, is Allen Robinson a long-term answer for this team? And is he an answer good enough for them to say, okay, well, we no longer want a guy like Jonathan Mingo that we brought in for a pre-draft visit. Instead, we'll go speed in a name like Jalen Reed out of Michigan State that they brought in for a visit, a name like Josh Downs, a name like Marvin Mims. Or is Mingo a speed and a size guy who's even played some off-ball tight end their answer? Or will they go with a wide receiver at all? Then there's the tight end position, which was almost dead silent, and nobody had any belief that the Pittsburgh Steelers would truly consider a tight end until they brought in Darnell Washington for a pre-draft visit after they went to his pro day, obviously. And during the pre-draft press conference, Omar Khan's naming off all of these positions that have shined and that are very deep in the NFL draft. And Mike Tomlin goes, the tight ends. Can't forget the tight ends. And immediately, everybody's alarm starts going off. And I'll tell you this. I talked to some tight ends. I didn't talk to them at the NFL Combine. I should have. That's on me. But I talked to them during the Senior Bowl. And what I got was not one tight end at the Senior Bowl talked to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Meanwhile, every other player that I talked to the entire week at the Senior Bowl told me that they had some type of interaction with Mike Tomlin or somebody from the Steelers coaching staff. Not one tight end spoke a word to these people. Does that mean anything at all? Does it just mean that it was too early in the process? Does it mean that those tight ends didn't fit the bill for what the Steelers were looking for? So many questions, and you got to wonder, well, is Darnell Washington really on their radar, or is it a smokescreen, one that I would fall for because I have Darnell Washington as their second pick in the draft in my final mock draft? They've paid a little bit of attention to edge rusher, but not a whole ton. Just guys that would go in maybe the second or third round. They've looked at a couple of interior defensive linemen with guys as big as Brian Brzee, who could be there at 17. 
or names like Siaka Ika who could fall the way to 80 at this point in the draft process. And Cam Hayward said that there's a lot of these guys that he's not going to say remind him of Casey Hampton, but have a lot of the same assets, a lot of the same hand placement, a lot of the same strengths that guys that he has played for, played with on dominant defenses possessed. But they've done a little bit of homework there. Gervon Dexter, Keanu Benton have both come in for pre-draft visits and have both shined and been very impressive. And from what I've heard, are definitely on the Steelers' radar and very high up on their draft board. And then there was the quarterbacks. They brought in Clayton Toon and Jaron Hall for pre-draft visits. And Omar Khan said, well, we're not drafting a quarterback. And everybody said, well, there it is. That's it. But I think he meant in the first or second round. Instead, I still believe that the Steelers have their eyes on a quarterback in this draft class because they always go into training camp with at least three QBs on the roster. I don't think Mason Rudolph wants anything to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point in his life. And drafting a guy in the seventh round, much like you did Chris Oladokun a year ago, makes much more sense today than it did when they did it last year. And if it's a guy that they believe that could turn into a backup, I don't see why not. And I think they have the same thought process there as well. But again, come that seventh round, everything is a guess. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen or who they have their eyes on or who they're really talking to, have interest in, and want and believe are a steal in the draft. So here we are, the 2023 NFL draft. It's finally here. The Steelers will be on their clock in only a couple of hours. And in those couple of hours, everything that we have learned, everything that we have put together and gathered, and everything that we believe when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers 2023 NFL draft will either be proven right or wrong. And I don't know if my thoughts are the correct ones or not, but I'll tell you this. It seems like coming full circle and going with Joey Porter Jr. at 17 is the most logical decision the Steelers can make and fits exactly what they're looking for and easily presents them with the almost the most guaranteed version of what they're looking for in the middle of the first round. They haven't done a ton of homework on edge rushers, but I would highly anticipate them getting one because drafting one only makes sense after you lose Bud Dupree and then release Jameer Jones. And at this point, you're sitting there with Quincy Roche and you have to be looking at it thinking, we need a rookie edge rusher with serious upside, Alex Highsmith type potential, because if we don't get one, we're in trouble. And if somebody goes down again, we're in huge trouble. And you can't put yourself in that situation for a third or fourth year in a row. You look at the safety position and it's been washed over, but a guy like Daniel Scott makes his way in for a pre-draft visit. And you got to wonder if he's on the radar in the seventh round. And then the offensive tackle, are they going to trade up? I think it felt way more realistic when Paris Johnson could have slid to the end of the top 10. Broderick Jones is certainly available and possibly an option, but if he slides, then Darnell Wright's going to slide. And at that point, the Steelers just have to make a decision on whether or not they're comfortable with either of them if that's the direction that they're going to go. When it comes to wide receiver, if they drafted Jordan Addison, it wouldn't surprise anybody, even though they've just completely cut him out of their scouting. Zay Flowers doesn't make any sense because they've done no homework on this guy. But if they took him, well, Mel Kuyper called it the whole time. 
We're a couple of hours away from the Pittsburgh Steelers proving a lot of people right or a lot of people wrong. It's the most exciting day. Three days of complete action. Tons of uncertainty, almost complete uncertainty. And seven picks for the Pittsburgh Steelers that could very much so change the landscape of this team in 2023. Nobody knows where it's going to go. It's just all a guess. But man, drafts like this, you got to remember, when there are so many options, when we're not waiting around for a quarterback or certain that they're going to take Najee Harris or just feel very confident that a guy like Chase Claypool makes a lot of sense for them with their second round pick. When we could sit here and say there are so many options and they are at a spot that is such a big question mark, yeah, it leaves a ton of angst and so much unknown. But man, is that unknown fun. So enjoy it. Enjoy your draft. And in three days, we'll talk. And in those three days, man, the outlook on the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be so much fun to dive into. And it is going to be so wild from this point forward. Welcome to the 2023 NFL Draft, the beginning of the 2023 NFL season. I'm excited to be here with you guys. 